You are listening to the Angie Chu Podcast Radio Network. I'm not sponsored, but gray matter, uh, blue light glasses are really stylish and nice, and I like them. So buy them. Um, gray matter, sponsor me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bananas Toast Podcast, where we are recapping the All-Star Season 3, Episode 3, The Battle of the S's is going on currently. <laughs> and without further ado, I am one half of this podcast, the Angie Chu. I am the other half of this podcast, everyone's favorite father figure, weird, awful, pancake-eating, black truck-driving, hot dog-loving, content- very content, Papa D. How you doing? You're very content. What's made you very content? <laughs> What's made me content about this episode for the most part is I got one rant. That's about it. And otherwise, as far as this show goes, there's not a lot of drama, which I'm really liking. There for I mean, yes, there are people who are like, I can't trust my friends, but I mean, that's normal for this type of show. But basically, what's missing is no one's hooking up with anybody, at least from what we can see. You know, there's no televised PDA or anything like that. They're having fun and partying, but nobody's bed hopping, politicking, and all this other stuff causing unnecessary drama. And you know what? It's very refreshing for this show because God knows we get that on every, on 38 seasons, 37 seasons going on 38 of the regular show. God knows that happens and goes on, whether on screen or alluded to on screen or with your tea time and you telling us what happened behind the scenes and how many people were hooking up and just getting their, getting their guts rearranged. <laughs> so, you know what? I'm happy that all we got to worry about is game drama, no relationship drama or anything. Everyone's just keeping them in their pants and not being a hoe. Because guess what? Everybody's got something to lose after this game. Like, for real, everybody's got something at home that they want to give up. Even even in past seasons, like, there's very little romance on these shows. But, like, like, like even when there is, it's not a problem. Like, Alton and Hisela started hooking up on season one and they became an actual couple. And I think they're still together. I don't follow either of them on social media, but Mm -hmm. I haven't heard anything about a breakup. So I think they actually are together, which is also refreshing because that means they've been together for like two years and these people are older. They're not just getting blackout every night. So relationships are probably more stable than coming off the main show anyway. And then There have been rumors on other seasons of like hookups, but it's been so under the radar where people aren't just like sitting on the kitchen sink, like humping each other that it's not even shown. It's just like whispers from the rest of the cast on Twitter. So it's, it's nice to have it featuring most of like game drama. I don't mind relationship drama as long as it doesn't overtake the game drama like when you get into the Cara Polly Kyle saga for three straight seasons that's when I'm like no I'm I'm done y'all I can't do this but when you get Ashley like screaming at Nicole and Jamie to piss in your pants bitch like I'm here for that <laughs> god oh my god yes um but yes, with this episode, 
basically we start with Mark just being happy, still here, talking to a little wrestle buddy. He's like got stuff. a little like wrestle plushy of himself. It, it threw me back to when Johnny Bananas had the bananas bobblehead on Rivals 2. I was like, yes, Mark has his own figure. This this further just confirms for me, Mark is going to get into wrestling, or at least he's trying to. I refuse to believe he's not. I refuse to believe at this point. He's trying to get into it. He may be taking some bumps in practice or something, I'm assuming, down in Miami since we've seen him in WWE. So I'm assuming he's – so at this point – He's probably taking bumps and stuff at their training center and probably just pacing himself being like, oh, fuck, I'm old. Just because, you know, bumps, bumps, taking bumps for anyone is difficult. It is hard. It's going to put your body through hell. Doing it at at damn near 50 is a Herculean task in and of itself. I mean, just no one at that age truly likes to do this. Taker. Well, take Taker, even Undertaker basically realized I'm getting old. I got to stop doing this shit. That's why I could have scheduled way back so much to where I can't do this every fucking night for a year, but I can be Undertaker once a year for that night. And so they saved him for Mania. That's really about it. He took and then just takes a year to recover and spend time with his family. That's where I feel like right now Mark is at. They're saving him for that big event that big thing that they're going to be where he's going to show up with the Miz just being like, what's up, man? Yeah. Mark long, long style, bitch. What's good. Yes. Like that is where I feel like we're at with Mark right now, at least in real, in, in the real world. I, I, I feel like at a minimum, he's going to be doing some kind of like commentary or, <laughs> you know, working on some new because there's so many WWE reality shows, something like that. Like I, Mark's going to get used somewhere and Mark's a great person for it because he's been on reality TV so long. He's exactly. one of those people that's noticeable outside of the challenge because there's very few people that are noticeable outside of the challenge where it's like, oh, I know that guy. And Mark Long is one of them. You might not know what show he's from, but you've seen him, you respect him. And I feel like wrestling fans would love him. It, it wouldn't be like putting <laughs> Devin on commentary. People are like, who's this guy? I feel like they'd love and respect Mark, especially if they know you know, he's from the same place as The Miz, you know, got the same start as The Miz, he's close to The Miz, and even they can be like, oh, that's the dude for WrestleMania, like, I am so excited to see what Mark is up to, like, especially because they don't have a timetable for an All-Stars 4 yet, I, I, I hope Mark is, you know, up to something in Florida and working hard to get on WWE. I don't doubt it. I don't. It's not you. Don't you? Don't have your own custom made wrestle plushie or custom made wrestle buddy, basically, without trying to get into some trying to get into that breaking that business. And then you don't have it featured on the show you're on as much as he has because it's twice now. Twice this dude's had this thing featured on this show. No, you don't get that unless you're trying to send out a message. We we see you, Mark. We're picking up the hints. I feel like a Swifty right now trying to dissect Taylor Swift's hidden messages for freaking new albums but anyway we catch up with kendall who basically says if she 
if she wins, she would invest her she would invest the money, the winnings into into the business she has with Kellyanne. And we kind of see them doing yoga type stuff, all these yoga moves and at some point in this show, just stretching, training, you know, exercising, do what they gotta do. And this is where we find the Treehouse Alliance forms. It is Kayla, Sylvia, Jimmy, Veronica, Tino, Ron, Ronnie, and Derek. And they all are basically saying Kellyanne and Kendall are their biggest threats while they're doing these ninja poses. I know they're just yoga, but at the same time, these are ninja poses. When you are holding your entire body up and like with your legs with your legs crossed in a sitting position and you're still and they're off the ground and so this all these weird contorting things where you're just using arm and core strength no i'm like these you're ninjas let's just call it what it is you just haven't learned how to kick yet i don't like i refuse to say anything see or anything different yeah like seeing it's always funny to see kind of like the odd person out in the room and seeing Derek just like I've accidentally fallen into the treehouse. I nope. wonder how crazy things could get. And you know, I, I've heard people say sometimes the strange rooming choices are done intentionally, where you want to put one person from your alliance in a room with another like big alliance to end up, you know, listening in, just you know, having another ear to that room. And you know, authentically, you've got Veronica, Tina, and Jimmy, who are close friends outside of it. You've got yep. Kayla and Sylvia, who are close outside of it. Ronnie is, you know, obviously from seasons two decades before, so she just happened to pick this room. <laughs> I feel like Derek in this room was just plain old strategy. And somehow all the girls got together and said, we're going to be a mega alliance. We're the treehouse. And Derek's just like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I just find it so funny. But, you know, I, I wonder how things will go. Because at first when I saw this, I was like, because I love alliances. But this alliance was so big off the bat. I was like, this is going to derail the whole season. But then when <laughs> we get into what happens very quickly with the treehouse. It's like, okay, I'm oh, good God. with this. It's not enough to just steamroll like we've seen on like season 37 or final reckoning or something they still have plenty of competition that can make this anyone's game and uh, and speaking of which we see you know uh, another uh, formerly huge alliance you know last season we had uh the the king's palace and nehemiah has just lost two of his palace (laughs) members latarian and melinda are now gone and he doesn't have you know really any of the other members of the palace like tech's not on this season and of course he's best friends with wes but he's doing everything he can to not be seen talking to wes because exactly wes is wes and nehemiah doesn't want that target on his back so nehemiah is just like uh who do i talk to now and he ends up just chilling with brad and cyrus instead like you know they're they can be allies they're guys who are going to have his back and they're not his main cup of tea but he can get along with them and he's going to just ride this out and try to make it work for him in the end because no one wants to be seen talking to wes at this point wes is public enemy number one as he should be exactly like oh my god it's all those things where you don't take a shot at wes like this is the safe move for everyone in this house because if you take because let's face it 
Everyone knows Wes is the biggest threat in the house. If you take a shot at him, no one gets mad. Even his friends, even Brad is going to look at this like he's trying to protect him. But at the same time, Brad knows Wes has a giant target on his effing back. No one's going to deny this. And so just one of those things where it's like, this is the safest move in the house. Screw going after Mark. Screw going after Cyrus, MJ. Yes, anybody else. You don't want Wes there because Wes is going to run this house until he gets to a fight. He doesn't have great finals experience, but at the same time, I don't want to take this chance with this with his entire cast because this, with this cast, there's no anesis of men. Every single member of this cast is a threat in the final. You honestly, like this is going to be the toughest final in my opinion, purely because of the cast that they have. Because anybody who makes that final is a threat. Anyone can win this final at this point. Every single guy here has the ability to win this final. Cyrus lost like 40 pounds, got in great, got in terrific shape. Latarius was in great shape as well. Mark is a fucking beast. He is the CT of the, he is the, he is the original CT before CT was CT. And so, and like, just, and the list goes on. MJ has a bum knee, or at least from what we can tell with that, with that leg brace he has on. But at the same time, he still can, he still can truck. Jordan goes without saying. You don't you don't want Jordan in a fight unless it's something that involves punching or something that just literally requires you to use two effing hands. You don't want Jordan in a fight. That's about it. Um, so it's one of those things where it's like there are no there are no bitches in this season as far as guys go. There, Honestly, there, there's no. There really aren't. This is like the strongest male cast I think we've had on any season because there's always. A weak link even on super strong casts on like the male side or female side you always have a couple that's like uh but there is this person and this cast didn't have that when your weakest person was tyler duckworth who is a two-time champion he's taken out plenty of guys like plenty of yep. huge champs in his day like he's eliminated johnny he's eliminated ct like when your weakest player is tyler you have a stacked cast i would say you know there's no wrong person to take out but i would say their goal right now needs to be getting rid of jordan because jordan is the most deadly in a final west can fuck up your game um west will probably have a lot of these people getting evicted at times they shouldn't be, but Wes is beatable in a final. You could, if you make it to the final, still become champ. Jordan, if Jordan makes the final, my money's on Jordan. So these people need to find a way to get Jordan out. And the problem is Jordan keeps landing in the authority. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's hard to get him out. And exactly. he's not getting first place in most of these so he's not getting, you know, the sabotage. So he's not making enemies. A lot of these people don't really know who Jordan is. And so I think that's very dangerous where Jordan could just sneak through because there's other more notable targets. But we'll we'll see what happens. I'm sure someone has to have whispered along who's competed with this guy before, like Wes or Brad, like, hey, Jordan wisely is a freak of nature. <laughs> similar to ct like we gotta get rid of him he cannot stay around exactly i completely agree then basically we get we get cyrus having a little bit of a choking fit because something went down the wrong pipe but he's okay mj and mj and john a strategize and they know wes is a threat 
but they also want to start a soft alliance with him. MJ is super reluctant because he knows Wes is the devil. And I'm like, yes, 100% agree. Here's the thing. Wes politically, his game is unmatched. In a final, like I, like Angie and I both said, he's not as big as a threat, or at least he hasn't been in most seasons. This season, though, I do still think he's a threat just because in a final, it's one of those things where he's gotten in tremendous shape. Wes is Wes really has a villain comeback story, in my opinion. This dude, like, this could be his villain comeback story. Like, I just, I got to remind all y'all who the baddest dude in this mother lover is. And I also won a All Stars final. Suck it. And so, what? And so, basically, they talk. They talk about that. Shawn is open to it, but at the same time, MJ is super reluctant. Um, then we have Yes and West talking, and this starts off as like a nice, pleasant get together date. Yes and West try and just talk to each other. Yes wants. I want to give you my sabotage. Like, who do you want to sabotage? Like, let's. Like, I want to give you the sabotage. I want to give you the ability to sabotage somebody. Who do you want? And it just deteriorates from there. Like, yes, and Wes basically. Yes, just flat out. Like, I have no tolerance for the BS that you literally do, that you literally radiate. I don't like people starting drama, starting fires in this house and all this other stuff, blowing up people's games. And so basically just deteriorates into where they just walk away. Nothing gets accomplished. They're still enemies. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh my, it's like, yes and Wes at some point are going to get down in this dirt. They are. It's going to be yes versus Wes. I refuse to believe we're going to avoid that this season. We're not. If Wes goes in, he doesn't want yes, but I guarantee if yes goes in, if yes fucks up a fucks up one of these dailies so badly that his ass gets thrown in automatically, he's gonna beg them for Wes. He's gonna be like, send Wes in here with me because you don't want to. Because I guarantee yes is a major threat in the final, and Wes Wes's record works against him. But at the same time, again, there are no bitches in this fucking season. There are no weak links in this chain of this season. They're every single person here can win a final, including Wes, against any one of these dudes. It's truly a fee for all. Yes, we'll want Wes. Wes don't want yes. I, that is a tongue twister. But, <laughs> but just straight up, if yes gets thrown in or if yes goes in, yes is going to want Wes. Or if Wes loses or messes up so badly, he's automatically thrown in. Yes, I feel like we'll volunteer. Yes, we'll straight up throw himself in just to be like, I want Wes out. I volunteer. We're not like it's not even for a debate. Throw me in. No, I didn't win, but I damn sure didn't lose. Throw me in. Let's call it a day. Yes is yes is prideful enough to pull that shit. I have no doubt in my mind. So yes and Wes actually got into a pretty good scrap over uh, Twitter this past week after this episode aired. And it came out from Wes and several other cast members, including a few that aren't even on the season. Um, They just said basically their problem with yes is that yes positions himself as like, I'm this good, moral, positive person. And, and really he can be just as conniving as everyone else. Maybe not (laughs) to the demon level as some of these people, but uh-huh. he, he's got his own, you know, snaky way of playing and they would be fine with him and respect him if he would just come out and 
admit to it. And yes, won't do it. And it was funny because at one point, Wes and yes, were leaking each other's text messages to each other. And Wes started it with, you know, I'm going to post these screenshots on my Patreon later today. Make sure that you're subscribed to my Patreon and you'll get to see them. And yes, followed it up with, I'm never going to allow you know, someone to use my speech and get a, a paywall for it. So here they are and just leaked all the text messages on its own Twitter. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, but it's crazy. Like, I like both of them. I need to see these guys scrap in like an elimination. I feel like, which we even hear on this episode, yes, is from who's left one of the weaker guys, which is insane. Um, but it's true. Like he's a little smaller. He's never done elimination. I, I would have to bet on Wes in that moment, but you never know. I mainly just want to see these two go at it. Put them in a hall brawl. Just let me see a hall brawl with them. Oh my God. Let them go get in something. I'll say that. But, but yes, um, no pun intended. I think they're going to go at it. I think yes is prideful enough to throw himself in. Yes will make the necessary sacrifice to get send Wes home, to send him on himself if he has to. I fully do believe that. But then we basically roll into the daily, which is called playing dirty. It's basically muddy ball. It's muddy ball. It's a muddy ball relay wrestling match. That's all it is. It's muddy musical chairs. (laughs) Yes. Basically, there's three different heats, um, three heats for the women, three heats for the guys. We start off like there's 10 competitors, nine balls. Everyone has to run to the end of a mud pit to grab a ball and then bring it back to the start line. Last, the first one who does it, you know, everyone stays in. And the first one who does it, everyone stays in and wins. Last person who gets a ball, they're automatically eliminated and they basically go. And they basically automatically go into the duel or go into the uh, the challenge. Sorry, the elimination. I apologize. I forget what it was called this season. I just call uh, it the elimination at this point. I usually, because just... I usually call it the elimination, but I think I actually put in my notes this time. It is the arena. It is the arena this season. Yes. So basically what ends up happening is, uh, yes, sabotage is Wes. No surprise. No, like it's one no surprise, and honestly, it's a safe thing. Kendall, good God, Kendall literally is like, Can I put it on a girl? Can I put it on a guy? Can I put it on myself? I don't know. So, so I, I, I wrote down because Kendall, I didn't see her original seasons, like her road rolls and the gauntlet yeah. one. I didn't see those, but since her being on All Stars, she has always been kind of twitchy like this and and it makes me feel kind of bad for her because you can tell she's got some kind of anxiety issue or something but this was the worst that I think she's ever (laughs) been and so of course like yes grading it to Wes was easy but so Kendall is like um can I use it on a guy instead and TJ's like of course and everyone's like "Ooh, this hasn't been done before and Jordan gives her an out he's like Put the vest on me. Like, I think Jordan just wanted to see how good he could do with the vest. But he's just like, Pretty give much. it to me. Put it on Pretty me. Much. And instead, Kendall's like, can I use it on myself? TJ's like, uh, sure. But remember, you're competing for 
50, like $500,000. And she's yep. like, okay, um, I'm going to give it to MJ. And everyone is just like, what the fuck? And because yes. this man has a bum knee, he's in her alliance, and she tries to rationalize it by like, may- maybe he can like body Wes and keep Wes from winning or something, but oh even she God. can't explain it properly. And I thought John A was just going to walk up and like punch this poor woman. Kendall is just like, Oh, that was not a good idea. And no, everyone is just literally open mouth. Like even TJ just stares at her for a second. Like, okay, Kendall, um, women you're up first. And she's just like, I need a do over, but she can't get one. <laughs> Yeah, and she has a major target on her back now because she put in, because first of all, John A looks at her like, you just took a shot at my best friend, at one of my best friends and my, and the guy who, and the guy I won with last season. Know that I'm coming, like, John A already is like, know that I'm coming for you. And Kendall just made the dumbest move. She could have done, made an impact. Personally, I would have tried to double stack West. I'm not even going to sit here and lie to you. Would have been like, can I double stack West? No, damn it. Like, that really would have been my thing. Like, can I double stack West? No, damn it. Okay. And then just put like, if nothing else, with this, and this is a mini rant. Um, I'm going to say this, not even a mini rant. If she didn't want the pressure, or couldn't handle the pressure of it, she should just put it on her damn self. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the house is going to get pissed off at her if she puts it on her damn self. If anything, that's the ultimate honorable thing that, like, I'm not here to sabotage anyone. I am going to put the vest on myself. Not, and that's not, ri- even, not even that, but I mean, that's a good method. But when Jordan, especially someone like Jordan, who would see this as fun, um, is saying, put yeah. it on me, like, that's your easy out. Because Jordan's not going to come back later and be like, oh, my God, Kendall, why would you do that? I was joking. Like, Jordan probably wanted to see how he'd compete with this thing. And he even mentions later on, like, I gave her an out. I wanted the vest. Like if she didn't yeah. want to put it on herself, all she needed to do was put it on Jordan. But instead, she put it on MJ. And I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> like, yes, it just it was a boneheaded move. But we get round one, and they all go for it. Veronica ends up getting last place. Round two, Jimmy, Ronnie, Naya, Kendall all get eliminated, and then round three. Kayla wins, John gets second, Sylvia gets third, and Tina dislocates her knuckle. Like, literally, looks down at her hand, I'm missing a knuckle, dislocates it, and then pops it back into place. And all I'm thinking is, like, that is so hot. Um, but also, like, just, damn, like, that's fucked up. Also, yes, it's kind of hot. I'm not even going to sit there and lie. I'm like, oh, my God, you're so tough. Like, oh, my God, you're amazing. But this is also because new Slash people, um, just a little bit of a side note, Disney has decided it is the time of the muscle women, of the muscle girl era. This is the time now. So for all our listeners out there who love the gym and have goals, uh, the great Mickey Mouse of Disney has decided it is now your time. So guess what? All the muscle bunnies are about to come out the woodwork. Every guy is about to question their manhood and their alphaism because they're like, oh, my God, I didn't know, like, having a strong girl carry me to bed is my new thing. <laughs> All because of She-Hulk, and I'm here for it. 
I'm here for it. TikTok has made me a muscle bunny. I'm not even going to sit here and lie to you. I got a thing for chicks with muscles. I can't even sit here and lie. Rhea Ripley from WWE has will always be my crush because she's tall and musk and has arms that just basically will just choke the shit out of you. And I'm here for it. Let's go. I, I've, I this has come up a few times on Reddit. And first, <laughs> I'm going to say a phrase that I say to friends, and someone listening is going to rip me for it. But fit is the new skinny. And what I'm getting at with this is like even a lot of celebrities talk out about it now. How for women seeing the uh i'd say like 98 through 2004 like women's ecstatic was like extremely damaging like you had to be not even flat abs like c curve in abs you had to be skinny not a drop of fat or a drop of muscle on you and basically in order to do that you had to have an eating disorder (laughs) and i remember like you know, growing up as a preteen and that, you know, wearing all the cute outfits and doing like Britney Spears and then sync stances. And I'm like, one day I'm going to grow up and be a famous pop star. I need to drop a lot of weight though. And I look back at like my pictures from when I thought I was like, I, I, I've never been fat. I knew I wasn't fat, but when I was like, oh, I need to drop a bunch of weight to be a pop star. And I was like rail thin. And I look at my friends who were like, oh my God, I need to stop eating carbs at like age 12. And they're rail thin. And then I remember, cause I'm a huge Hillary Duff fan. And I yeah. remember towards the end, like when she was filming the last season of the movie, of course, she's not 12 anymore. She was like 16, 17, 18. And I remember thinking, oh, she's she's fluffing up. She's gained some weight. And I remember her even saying it on an interview, like, yeah, I've been stress eating. And I remember thinking like, oh, my God, look at her arms, like look at her waist. And then I went back and rewatched like the like the Lizzie McGuire movie. And she's like yeah. so thin. And after that movie. I remember she slimmed down and she opened up later that she'd given herself an eating disorder and she is just way too skinny at that point. And really, especially in the past, like five years, but kind of the last decade, embracing your curves and getting fit, regardless of your body type, whether you're a size double zero or a size 30, like being able to show I'm strong, I have muscle is such a big empowerment thing among women now. And I love it. Like it's not, I can't eat this pizza. Hey guys, I've realized find it a turn on if a girl chows down. It's so weird. Like going out with friends and all the girls just devouring food. All the guys are like, Oh, like they love watching it. And then we go to the gym after and we're like, look, look, I'm lifting the 130 pound weight. And they're like, oh my God, this is so hot. And it's such a healthier culture. Like I know people, you can go the other way with gym culture, but being able to, to bring this into the mainstream is amazing. And to tie it back into the challenge, people talked about in the past, like how big, Tina was how big Beth was like I remember watching the duel as it aired and be like oh my god Beth is so big and old and looking back no she was really pretty and really thin and now there's there's no more of that all the girls are like I want to get my biceps bigger than yours and you see someone like Tina who's just like oh my knuckles out of place Uh, okay let's go 
And I'm like, that is amazing. Like props to all the women uh, on this show who are just promoting fitness and strength and stuff. Cause you did not see it when the show first started airing. That was so hot. I'm not even gonna say it a lot. Like I, it's it's it's, uh, it's toxic. I know that, but at the same time, it's so hot. I'm like, that is so hot. Tina like, would probably God. want you to think it's hot. Like a little <laughs> bit of a spoiler, but Tina didn't really realize it was a problem until the next morning. She woke up and her hand was huge, and she realized she'd broken it because it took that long to swallow. At first, she was just gonna hide it. I, I've mentioned before, a lot of the cast admits they hide their injuries so they don't get sent home. Um, so that probably happened and they had to go back and find footage of, uh, you know, when did she do this? Oh, there she is moving her knuckle. Okay. Let's put this in because she clearly was going to try to hide that injury beforehand. She was, but yes. So that's my little side story rant. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. I like, like TikTok got me on, got me involved. TikTok got me like in tall, fit women. Like Alona, like Alona Mayer, um, who's like an American rug female rugby player. I'm like, oh my god, like she's a female U.S. rugby. Player. I'm just like, oh my god, I love you. Like just like damn. But anyway, going back to this because I can do a whole podcast on muscle cakes at this point because I'm getting there. Now I'm already there. Fuck it, I'm not even getting there. I live in that neighborhood. I bought property on. But anyway, now we go to the men, in which case same rules apply. Round one, MJ loses due to his his knee for the most part. His knee is in a brace and it constantly is getting legitimately stuck in this mud and he can't lift it or bend it the way he needs to to get through this. So honestly, MJ loses because of his knee. I'm calling it right now. Round two, yes, Wes, Nehemiah, Darrell get eliminated and yes, accidentally almost drowns Nehemiah and Nehemiah almost fights yes over this. Like, Nehemiah's like, if you ever hold my head down like that again, I'm going to fight you. And, like, literally, Nehemiah's making threats and yes is just like, hey, man, never wrestled before? Like, Wes is, try- yes is trying to play this off, but is just straight up like, I'm going to fight you if you ever pull that again. And all I'm thinking is, like, security? Luckily, you know, they're grown. Um, so they did, so they didn't get into it. I I I love this is one reason I've always loved Nehemiah is I think Nehemiah is what they want yes to admit he is because Nehemiah is Mr. Meditation, Mr. Zen, you know, that that's just who he is. But at least once a season, he gets ready to just snap someone's neck. Like if you come at and disrespect him he will openly admit, I'm coming for you. I'm going to beat your ass. Like, yes, I can meditate this off later, but right now watch it. And and I love that we get to see that multi-dimension aspect of Nehemiah where it doesn't take away who he is. He is a pretty peaceful person, but he's going to throw down when someone tries to drown him in a mud pit (laughs) over, over a ball. And yes, it's just like, trying to keep to his persona and I'm just like cackling because I do like yes but as horrible as it sounds as a reality (laughs) tv junkie I want this man to crack I want yes to snap and like smack someone with a vase or something like I need this to happen and I'm just to be like yes 
I'm triggered, okay? (laughs) I want that moment. And I don't know if we'll get it, but I also have to point out, Brad is a mud man. If you watch all three of these heats, it's like Brad was meant to live and run in the mud. Like no one came (laughs) close on any heat. Like Derek was trying to make it work on the last heat and Brad's just leaping like a muddy gazelle. Like, oh my God, (laughs) I don't know what this man has done in his life to be this good at being in the mud. Like in the end, he's not even out of breath. Like everyone else is huffing and puffing and he's just like, yeah, round four, anyone? Like, let's go. (laughs) But um, also- I'll also mention the the ladies are feeling Cyrus. Something about Cyrus sliding through the mud has turned on <laughs> most of these women. Oh my God. Brad, I don't care where he lives now. I don't care what his publicized origins are. You don't get that good in the mud unless you're a country boy. I'm going to call it right now. Brad's got ties to the heartland and I will, I will bet anything on it, either the heartland or the country. Because you, because like you said, Angie, you don't get that good in the mud unless you're either from the heartland or you've done a shit ton of military basic, shit ton of just military basic training. And to my knowledge, Brad isn't that. So I'm going to say this. Brad's got country in his roots. That's just how it is. That's the only way you're moving through that mud that fast. But speaking of Brad, round three, round three goes, Brad wins. Derek gets second, Jordan gets third. And so basically everyone's up and we realize the tribunalist tribunal is formed with all six of the winners or all six of the top three winners in each in each gender. And then we get back to the house. I'm gonna one thing I guess I want them to just explain or just acknowledge, tell just acknowledge you let them shower before you put them on the bus and got them back home. Because they got back home clean, but they left that place completely and utterly brown. I don't care what your skin color is. (laughs) You all looked of one race when you left that motherfucker. Brad's beard color changed to tell, to give you an example. Everyone was brown. Everyone was brown and caked up with mud. And I'm like, and you know what? And I know it's a weird thing to hang my hat on, but damn it, just acknowledge you let them hose off, you hose them off, or you let them hose off before you got them back to the house. That's it. And I, it makes sense because guess what? If everyone's sitting around in mud trying to shower, the house is going to get stupidly dirty and that drain's going to clog because it's just going to be literally 30 to 40 pounds of mud just being washed off of everyone's hair, skin, clothes, all the above. Just acknowledge you showered them or hosed them off before you got them home. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I had more than more rants than I originally thought. <laughs> oh my God. Like that's I know it's weird, but I know that's something I'm freaking hanging my head on. Yes, that is the hill I'll die on, damn it. Um, but then we get to back to the house. MJ talks to Kendall, and, and Kendall basically just tried to explain that it was spur of the moment. And John A is basically pissed and threatening her. Like, you really gonna sit here and aim at my friend like you all basically like basically you already had a big enough target on your back now you're gonna make an enemy out of me because you aim for my best friend get the hell out of here with that bs and it really is just it really is john a is on the warpath like okay i got issue with kendall now 
I got an issue with Kendrick now. And so now we get to the 70s party and basically this is where West shines because West <laughs> politics like no other and is just going around the house trying to save himself. And eventually um, he, he wants yes in. That is what he basically is. He, that is what he's basically politicking. And he even swallows his pride like a truly great politician and villain and says, I, and asks Jordan for help. And he doesn't even want him. He's like, I cannot believe we're doing this. But he's asked Jordan for help because Jordan's in the tribunal and Jordan, and Jordan can make this happen. And basically, Jordan's like, uh, I don't want to play your game. Like, really, like Jordan sees the validity in the request. But at the same time, he's like, I don't want to play your game. And I don't blame him because I'm like, you don't want to help Wes. And like, that's the thing. It's one of those things like, you know, it's a smart move for your game, but you also know that doing this helps Wes's game. And you don't like, that's the, you don't want to help your rival. You don't want to help that dude you can't stand. And so that is the only thing keeping Yes safe at this point. Wes wants him gone. And that is enough for people to say, no, we're keeping Yes here straight up because it fucks with Wes's game. Um, The Treehouse Alliance rallies behind Veronica. Um, basically just like, who do you want? We're supporting you, so on and so forth. And then we get Kendall and Kellyanne know they have to stop playing nice. And they're like, you know, I'm trying to play this honorable, but at the same time, people are playing so mean. Ran activated. Okay. So the one thing I cannot stand in this entire game is strong people bitching about them being a target. Why the hell do you think people aren't going to target you because you're strong? Why the hell are you sitting here getting offended because people don't want you here? And it's not even prejudice. It's not anything. It's not anything prejudiced or racially motivated. It is because you are a threat to them in a final. They do not want you here because they do not want you in this final. And so that for me, I'm sorry, I'm going to take that as the ultimate compliment of like, you don't want me in a final because you think I'm going to beat you in a final. So why are you bitching about it? This, this goes for Kellyanne and this goes for Kellyanne and Kendall and Ashley on every fucking season she's on. Jesus effing Christ. Like people who bitch about being a target, it's unfair. Get the fuck over it. You are a champion you are, if you're either a champion, you're a finalist, or you are somebody who gives everyone a run for their money, why in the hell are you going to sit here and bitch about it when you know for a fact people are, hit, are targeting you because they think you are too strong to be here for a final for them? And I'm just, I'm sorry, I cannot, that is the only thing that ticks me, that is one of the only things that ticks me off about this damn game, and it's the only thing that's truly ticked me off this season, is just, good, stop bitching because you're a threat. Be happy and start winning some shit. Do what you got to do to stay in this house and make them honestly fear you. Because while they do, while they don't want you here, basically become CT. Be the person nobody wants in the final, but nobody wants to throw into eliminate. Nobody wants to throw into elimination against. And so it's one of those things where you make it to a final based off fear. Murder, romance, hippies, deception family. And best-selling author Angela Nicole Chu's romance suspense thriller series, The Bell Alm Chronicles. The Washingtons just wanted to find their missing cousin. They wound up committing a murder. Someone knows the truth. 
and wants them dead. Check out the Bell Om Chronicles today, wherever books are sold and on Kindle Unlimited. Are you looking for a podcast that chills the spine? Wanting weekly stories that hebe your jeebies and cause you to look over your shoulder for what lurks behind? Look no further than Creepy Pasta Palooza. Hosted by best-selling author Angela Nicole Chu, Creepy Pasta Palooza offers weekly spooky stories directly to your favorite podcast app. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and more. Creepy Pasta Palooza. It's a scary world out there. That's yeah, really about it. It's like it's so hard to be a, a strong competitor, not get thrown in. CT is a great example. Casey's another one where in the past few seasons, Casey hasn't really had her level of competition. There hasn't been, you know, a Jenny or a Laurel or a Kara to really throw her up against. So no one wants to go against them. So they're going to make the final because no one's going to volunteer. Um, you know, the only, most of CT's eliminations, I need to fact check this, but CT has not done a lot of eliminations in his career. And most of them that he's done was during dad bot CT era because he slowed down and he was shown to be beatable. Like he was beat by Kyle. He was beat by Jay. That was really a great shot at getting CT. And he's still going to be a nightmare to deal with in elimination, but it's not as hopeless as it is other times. And when you're like, a super strong competitor, but you're not that level. You're like Wes, Jordan, Johnny, you know, I'll say even Laurel after the, the, uh, the suck it incident from War of the Worlds too, you know, really anyone else. It's like when you're not on that level, people want to get rid of you because you're a threat in the final. And they know if they throw you in enough times, you're going to go home eventually. Most likely you're, you're going to succumb even at just the point of each elimination is taking more out on your body that you're Mm -hmm. going to literally break and lose at some point. So I get that it's frustrating, you know, to be targeted and always be targeted. And, but it's like, Kendall is an amazing athlete. She and Kellyanne run this yoga business, you know, they're super strong. We even see them and the hard, intense, extreme level yoga poses they're doing and i i get that it's frustrating people want to send you home but it's because they're scared of you no one is politicking to get rid of jimmy or something um there's a reason a lot of these people like jimmy and anisa and even josh get to the end most of their seasons and get eliminated before the final it's because they're a layup And so they get floated along till the end. And then the big guys throw them in last minute or purge them out. So they don't have to be partnered up with them at that point. And, and, you know, it's, it's like Kendall and Kellyanne. I I have a lot of respect for them, but they need to realize it's because they're too good that these people want them out. And on top of that, they're also not in the treehouse. And right now at this point of the episode, the treehouse is a huge alliance so of course they're going to be the target and on top of that which we'll see kendall just gave the sabotage to mj so even in her own alliance she's 
bottom of the totem pole at this part where people are like, can we trust Kendall? We don't think we can trust her. She cracks under pressure. Like, sorry, Kendall, but you, you screwed yourself. What's the, what's the gif? You played yourself. <laughs> exactly. It's literally DJ Khaled. Like you played yourself, but yes. So that is my, that was my planned rant for this episode. Thank you for coming to my Ted talk is just, yeah, st- I hate strong players complaining that people are constantly targeting them when it's like, yeah, you're fucking strong. Get over it. But anyway, we, then we got Wes talking to John A about what he wants done. John A did it. John A is literally like, no, I refuse. I'm not helping Wes. I don't give a damn what Wes's plan is. If it's good, bad, the other thing. MJ talks to Mike. Mike wants him to face yes. Like, like Mike, like basically Mike is trying to float the idea. Oh, you mean, you yes mean Mark. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. Mark, I don't know why I typed Mike. I, that may have been autocorrect. But you, Mark you were wants, thinking of the Miz again. Probably, probably throughout this episode. I swear. Like, damn it, him showing up at Mania really fucked me up. That is truly <laughs> just made me sick. That's truly me up. But anyway, um, basically, Mark wants him to face yes, and while MJ is saying he wants Cyrus because even mark knows yes is a risk and yes is somebody you don't want in a final yes he's smaller but at the same time i feel like this guy is mentally strong enough and has the endurance that's needed to do well in a final no matter his win loss record yes is a threat in the final i'm gonna especially in this final whatever it may be but brad wants to send in yes as well so basically most people are throwing out yes's name they want yes in this thing because guys don't want to run against him just so that and also because he just he's never been in a never been an elimination apparently which i don't even know how that's possible whatsoever but yeah meanwhile we get back to the house the next morning and as angie alluded to tina's hand swelled up she basically realized her hand he went to get medical attention and got it and realized her hand is actually broken and she gets DQ'd. She gets sent home medically. Like she can't do, she can't go through with this or with, she's not Jordan. And even then Jordan's hand is just, you know, it's deformed, but still like, no, she's not going through with one hand. So she gets sent home. Um, and so there goes big Tina. And then we just get deliberation. Brad and Jordan don't want to throw up, don't want to throw up Cyrus. They don't want his ass in. And in which case John A wants Kendall in. No surprise, no questions really asked. Cyrus gets thrown <laughs> ultimately. And he's not happy because <laughs> people just keep coming for this dude. And Kendall is going in and she's disappointed. And all I'm thinking, and she, this is really where the and this is again just ties back into. Kendall and Kellyanne are starting to think it's unfair that they're getting targeted out. My thing is, is you're both strong competitors. Why are you bitching? I'm let me phrase that. Don't make it sound like you're bitching about being being targeted unfairly. Bitch that. Oh my God, the people in this house see me as a threat. I need to do better to avoid these situations and save who I need to save. Like these people are playing. These people are playing smart. And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, y'all need to play the same damn way. They're playing what's best for their game. Wes will keep, and Wes just basically, we cut to a confession where Wes is just going to keep trying to get yes out. And I'm just like, 
y'all are going to go in together. I refuse to believe you're not. Like, production is going to set this up at this point because y'all's names have been mentioned too too often in each other's mouths and in everybody else's mouth and shit like that. You both are going to go against each other at some point. We then get Jimmy gets a call from her mom and her dad is not doing well medically. Jimmy just decides I'm going to go home. And she just, and he just, she just says, no, this ain't worth it. And I completely understand. So she goes home due to family issues, which, Hey, this is all stars. Y'all got shit going on at home. Significant enough to where it's like, get the hell out of here. Go do what you need to take care of. Thank you for at least showing up and giving us three weeks worth of entertaining television go home um be with your wife i'm sorry your husband or wife i don't know um she i, I everyone's by in my opinion <laughs> wife be, be with your spouse your partner and go be, deal with your family type stuff and then so jimmy so jimmy what? actually posted on her twitter I, I went to look up and see if there was any clarity mentioned and she posted on twitter that she tries to keep her personal life private um especially since for so many years it was under a microscope with her and night like back and forth and then night passes away and stuff so she admitted though that her her dad uh needs a lung transplant and he keeps like not getting one um he uh, it's something like the way he puts he doesn't want to steal lungs from a kid um, and she was like, it's his choice. So I have to be okay with whatever he wants to do. But then there's moments where he's doing really bad and it's like, this could be it. This could be the end. And you just never know, of course, if he's going to get better, if it is the end. So when she got that call, she was immediately like, I need to go home because if this is the one time that he doesn't get better, I'm going to kick myself for just staying on the show and not being with my dad. But she said, luckily at the moment, her dad is doing pretty good. So he, he didn't pass away. He did get better, but he still hasn't had the transplant. So at, at this point, it's, you know, a matter of time of if he decides to get it or, you know, if he just wants to live with his, his birth lungs until that's the end of the road. But I, I am glad to hear that he didn't pass or anything and that he's doing better right now. Same here. I completely, and I am happy as well. Um, but just so we're clear, the Treehouse Alliance just lost two major women. Mm-hmm. And like, so the Treehouse Alliance has shrunk tremendously. And like this, like this definitely is an issue. But then basically we make it to elimination and because two women have gone and these vets are dropping like flies for good legitimate reason. But at the same time, this season, these vets are dropping like flies. Um, Not even vets. They're all vets. I'm sorry. Just people are dropping like flies at this point. I apologize. There's no women's elimination, which we already basically knew because it's like we like one woman leaving. We can probably pull this off and just bring somebody up Two forget about it like when ladies go back up there and like jonah jonah's pissed because kendall's coming back at the same time kendall's counter your lucky star i was like thank the lord okay i get to go back and actually get this crap done um and so it's just mj versus cyrus which is and it's called wait up it's a cage relay race basically you're both in a cage with a with a wall hiding one of your one one part of the cage i apologize you know take these sandbags 
and shoot them into a basket outside of your outside of your cage and put enough of them in for them to lift the wall and then reveal a plaster wall that you then have to bust through in which case first one to bust through it and ring a bell wins and so basically we got cyrus who's like a former d1 basketball player and then mj who's like a construction worker what ends up our general contractor so basically and it's a close race and so what ends up happening is at the beginning cyrus is behind because half of these shots he's taking he's missing because his basket is going back and forth and he's literally getting hat not getting half these sandbags in and then you have mj who is actually getting all these sandbags in and he gets his wall lifted first and so he's like a surgeon taking this hammer they give him and slowly busting through this plaster drywall and just trying to go around and just be being surgical with it when cyrus finally gets his wall up he just basically starts whacking and busting through this wall like a fucking madman and i'm loving it because <laughs> cyrus was in was in almost all hope was lost but then cyrus steps up and gets through the gets through this fucking wall he he is taking it to this wall like crazy and mj is still kind of being surgical with it but to give you an idea at least with the camera edit cyrus is making a hole through this wall in like three strikes meanwhile mj is going around the perimeter of this little thing to like knock it to try and knock it down surgically mj MJ is trying to break into the house and the the owners not know for a while how he came in cyrus is just gonna bust the whole window down grab what he needs and go like i don't care if i trip an alarm i'm doing what i came here to do whereas mj's like okay i have to be very precise very precise okay this what this this like you can just see the difference and the crowd watching mj is like what are you doing like i think it i think it was brad who just said they both just need to like not even use the hammers just there these two guys are so big just run into the wall and break it down like drywall just crash through it to get to the other side um which i i don't know if they were told not to do that or something but you know eventually they they both get through it's neck and neck, but MJ just literally face plants himself out and Dave's and confused runs over, rings the bell and wins. Cyrus is pissed that he has lost. Um, and remember, you know, a couple episodes ago, he said he was thinking this might be the end for him, but this has just reignited a fire and he yeah. is determined to get even stronger, even like bigger and more muscly and come back and really wreck house and to the point where tj and cyrus we've mentioned these dudes in their past history on gauntlet 2 where they almost threw hands tj even gives cyrus a pep talk shakes his hand goodbye and you know lets him know you were an amazing competitor this is the best you've ever been please come back and and they basically hug each other and it's just this great moment of coming full circle. And it's one of the reasons I love this show because you get to see this evolution of people and how relationships evolve and in some cases dissolve. Meanwhile, MJ gets to answer a question I've had from the first two episodes where he goes from one stars to three. So it is literally, you're taking 
all of the losers stars. It's not just, oh, you get a star. Like how when um they had, I've already forgot what they got. But what was it? Red stars and gold stars? Were they even stars? I don't know. Whatever. Skulls and gold stuff. Like, okay, the like skulls. Was, yeah, it yeah. was like you just get one basically. And this, no, you get all of them. So if you have someone who's been thrown down over and over and they have like five stars and you beat them, you can go from one to six. So this is going to get really interesting really fast. I completely agree. And basically we end up with Cyrus going home. And yes, that was the super. That really was a surreal moment because again, as Angie stated, I at least like, I remember the season, not this specifically, but I do remember on the reunion show, they talked about, they showed a behind the scenes clip TJ and Cyrus almost got into it. And it's really not a, like TJ had a smart mouth, but Cyrus got physical first a little bit to where it's like realistically both were a little at fault. TJ was not super professional, but at the same time, Cyrus was the one that started getting buck with him. And so it's like, and so it's one of those things where both of them were kind of opposing each other. But, and you know what? Now everyone's grown. And that's really just the big thing. Everyone's grown. TJ knows how to handle his shit better with this show. And he takes it a lot more seriously. And then Cyrus is just become a grown-ass man who is not about to sit here and throw hands at the drop of a fucking dime. And so both of them have done extremely well. Both of them are doing great. I love it to death, in which case... um. It's well, I'm sad to see Cyrus go home, but like you said, I hope he comes back. Cyrus alone will make me want to watch another All Stars. And also, honestly, with the way this season's going now, I'm part of me is like, I should have watched All Star. Like, this makes me want to watch the other All Stars series just to see, like, okay, let's see, let's see this. Let's finally, let's give this a chance because I didn't, I didn't want to. I'm like, okay, these are just a bunch of kind of just washed up people but now i'm like all right there's less less drama drama more game drama you did this you did this what and that's what i'm here for so ultimately i'm very satisfied i'm very content with how this show is going so far i hope it keeps it up again i don't mind game drama honestly that's why we watch it but at the same time it's the drama drama I can't stand the, oh my God, I just cheated on my boyfriend of this of so many months or years with some random piece of dick in the house. Fucking Kayla, I will never let you live this down. But Kayla, Kayla, oh my God. Yes, I have a girlfriend, but uh, she's not here. And just like, really? Like, I know I got to let this go, but I'm sorry. That is the ghost of douchebag past that you will, I will never let die. Like, good God in heaven. Yeah, and then we and then we end it with Derek teasing up next episode as, quote, the heavyweight matchup of the season, followed by a flash of an ambulance taking someone away. And oh the bad thing is about this show is looking at all the men, it could really be any two that are the heavyweight matchup. I'm assuming it's a very physical elimination so we might have a hall brawl or a pole wrestle or something but like looking at the guys roster there's no two I would say are not the heavyweight matchup because again I think at this point yes is probably the weakest but 
he and Wes need to get out that frustration at each other. That would still easily be a heavyweight. And everyone else legit is a heavyweight. Like, this is going to be intense. I'm sorry someone gets hurt, but I'm excited to see what happens. <laughs> and we're Same getting our female, Mark. we're getting our female replacement. And yes. I know who it is, and I'm really excited. I don't want to spoil oh it God. for anyone, but uh. I, I know who it is, and I think I told Papa D who it is. You probably did. You like her. Son of a bitch. You like her. I'll let you know after we uh, stop recording. But you you like this person. Because you were saying, why isn't this person on the cast? And I think that's when I dropped it to you. That I knew knew she was an alternate. And she would show up at some point. I just didn't know when. (laughs) Let you know my predictions next week. MJ versus Mark. Because I'm just, just because ambulance part of me is like i marks i'm not mark um mj's knee finally gave out because i remember i think i remember you saying like at some point you saw him recently this dude still has a knee brace on and like just recovered from major knee surgery so part of me has to believe this is where finally mj gets taken out and if it's a heavyweight i'm like all right they tested mark again that them, <laughs> like them pieces of shit really did test Mark again, and I'm not mad at it because Mark's big. Mark's the seat they're doing with Mark. If they do this next next episode, what they're doing, what I think they're gonna do with Mark, this is the same thing they should be doing with CT, and that is sending him in every chance they can against somebody who they think can take him the hell out, or basically turning into a win win for the house. Either you're taking out. Um, you're taking out a major competitor no matter what. If you're lucky, you get the guy who you know you don't want in the final. If you're unlucky, you took out just took out a strong competitor. I'm gonna say it right now. I think it's MJ versus Mark. And that's a good point because MJ does have his knee. His knee clearly got messed up at some point, either in the All Stars two finale or shortly thereafter. And he's come in with this huge knee brace and. I'm trying to remember when this filmed. I want to say this filmed maybe like November, December, but I know January is when he had his knee surgery and he just, well, I don't know if he did, but Reddit just posted something a few days ago and it said he had to have a complete ACL reconstruction. So Mm -hmm. he gets fucked up bad. Um, Mark is a good option. Because he's already been thrown in, so that way you're not pissing off additional people. Um, if not Mark, I'm going to go Jordan. Because I, I feel like as much as people want to throw Wes in, they mm-hmm. might still be afraid to throw him in this early, um, even though they should throw him in. I could see it being Jordan. And I can see Jordan wrecking MJ. <laughs> Like not not even intentionally trying to hurt the dude, but just because Jordan exactly. is so intense that afterwards he's like, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. So I'm I'm gonna say Mark versus MJ is a good option. If not Mark, I'm gonna say Jordan versus MJ. Yep, we will see what happens. But hit him with them socials. So you can find me on all social media at the Angie Chew. That's gonna be your Instagram, your Twitter, your TikTok, your YouTube, your Twitch, all that fun stuff. Um, Instagram's been a little dry this past week. My son and my hubby have been very sick and are on the mend. Um, But that has taken away 
my desire to make fun Instagram posts and even to brush my hair and put on makeup. Um, so uh, when you guys hear this, I'll probably have some new fun things out. But for anyone wondering, where did Angie Chu go? Uh, just dealing with family stuff. So in which case, I wish you not wish your family nothing but the best. You can find me on Instagram at poppity 618 You can find me on Twitter at poppity 618 You can find me on Snapchat at poppity 618 You can find me on Facebook. Do not find me on Facebook, though. I'm not going to lie. Lots of bots there. Don't trust it. You can find me on TikTok at poppity 618 If you find me on TikTok, you know what? I mentioned it earlier, but we're going to do it again. If you find me on TikTok, give want to give me a follow, feel free. I don't post a lot, but I will check out your stuff. In which case, if you give me a follow, um, feel free to try and send me videos of swole girls, of muscular women with muscular arms. The great Disney has said it is now your time to be admired, to be appreciated, to be to feel the love that all these uh, that all these other body types are getting. You, it's been too long. You've been underappreciated. It is your time now. It is your time to be recognized as the beautiful lionesses that you are. It is your time to go out there and just flex and claim a little nerd boy who just loves She-Hulk and Wonder Woman and all these strong female figures. And then you're, then you're going to carry him. You're literally going to pick him up carry him to your bedroom and then you're going to mount him like a mighty lion. Okay. And I, yes, yes. And you claim your power. You claim your damn power and you, you, you live in appreciation. The time is yours. So send me videos of, of these just buff women, these strong chicks, these swole arms, these just, like just straight up looking like a pit bull on steroids. You're like, yeah, let's go. Oh my God. Yes, I it's like I'm a muscle bunny. I'm not even gonna sit here and lie lie to you. Yes, I acknowledge it. I am fully living my truth. I am a muscle bunny, damn it. I like chicks with muscles. I really do. I'm like, okay, I'm like, and there'll be and make no mistake, there's no more sugar daddies that's now protein poppers. That's right. I'm gonna buy all your protein that you need. Let's go. But yes, uh peace, love, and pancakes, y'all. Bye-bye. listening to the Angie Chu Podcast Radio Network.